welcome to Six Points Coaching, the podcast. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Six Points Coaching, the podcast. Today we're going to be chatting with a special guest, Matilda Bennett, who is the Ruckman at East Perth Footy Club in the Waffle W. And she's going to share her story about how she got picked up from playing in the PFL uh, and then, yeah, got picked up into the Waffle, but also just her insight, what she's learnt in her first year of Waffle W and, yeah, how she sees the game and where it's at and where it's placed for the future. So it is a jam-packed episode again, filled with heaps of value. So let's just get straight into it. Let's just have a quick recap of your season because this was your first year at Waffle Level, hey? Um, yeah. Uh, right, so I've actually got your stats up here. So you played, what, 14 games? Kick two goals. Um, what else we got? Averaging eight touches a game, 50 tackles, 301 hitouts for the season. Far out. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think it ended up being um, second highest in the league. So Yeah, nice. Just a little humble brag there, right? <laughs> good start from me, isn't it? Yeah. So how, how do you rate your – like, I suppose, how do you reflect now after the season's finished? Yeah, um, you probably asked me this at a good time because we had our exit meetings last week. So it's kind of all – I'm in that stage of reflecting on the season and things like that. And like you said, having it been my first season in Waffle, I thought I really grew into it and – um. I got got more comfortable in the league and within the team. Like, as you can imagine, um, with a new team, the start of the season was a little bit harder um, to gel with each other and there was new players coming into the side and, you know, you're playing with a whole team that you've never played with before versus girls who've, you know, played up to three years together. So I think that was one of our biggest challenges at the start and myself personally as well. We had a few girls, like my main position is in the ruck, so we had a few girls kind of coming in and out of that and I was playing in the forward line for a bit as well. Um, So I think just developing into a new role, being like in the forward line as well as in the ruck, um, I think, yeah, towards the end of the season as a team, we definitely improved so much Um, and you could see just a bit more chemistry on field and we gelled together, Uh, it was easier to work together. And I think that reflected in my game personally as well. Like I developed into my role and became more confident and comfortable at waffle level um, after compared to the start of the season. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, nice. So when you got picked up, did you get picked up to be the Ruckman? Um, again, because East Perth was starting out, I think they just started getting players that they kind of knew had um, – I guess, experience. I'd come from A grade in the PFL. So they got a fair few players from PFL and other um, other areas as well and different waffle clubs uh, had players coming over from that. So there was a few of us and still is, I think, about four of us in the squad who can play in the ruck. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't brought over as the kind of main ruck to do that. It's just something that uh, throughout player availability kind of became my main role yeah so I suppose let's go back to before we go too far forward like you played in the PFL you said so what like firstly how much of a difference do you reckon the quality of play was between the two league, like coming into the waffle was it a big shock um yeah I think probably the pace of the game definitely it's a lot quicker in the waffle but also the I think the structure and the um 
tactical game plan coming into it was one of the things that I found a big step up from A grade. Um, and yeah, I guess just the ability for other teams to capitalise on mistakes made, I thought that was a little bit more, um, yeah, more prominent in the waffle compared to the um, A grade PFL. But I do think in saying all this that I was probably best prepared coming in from an A grade side um, with that, yeah, we verse very good quality opponents in A grade and um, teams have, I guess, in the later half of the PFL season, you get those waffle players who haven't played enough games in waffle coming and playing in the amateur comp. So I think that also helped me get prepared, you know, coming up against, I guess, fitter and stronger in general waffle players. Yeah, so in general, though, like those games, did you feel like those, um, yeah, were the tackles bigger and stronger? Was the, um, you said the pace was faster? Um, did you feel like, you know, people would come faster and spoil you, or was it just harder to get a touch or get it in space? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, the ball moved a lot quicker. So it was a lot about positioning. You've got less time to set up because there were some teams um, in the Waffle Adverse and they would just move the ball so quickly. And then in, in comparison to PFL or A grade, the competition there, um, the ball just moves a bit slower up and down the field. So I think just the pace and like that went into positioning on the field and how you set up for that next kick away. Um, and the kicks were a bit like longer in average as well. So judging, like reading where the ball's going next. Um, that was probably one of those ones. <laughs> yeah. So what was your childhood like in terms of footy and sport? Because you didn't play junior footy, you said. So were you, um, yeah, what made you get into footy to start with? Um, yeah, I always kind of grew up around footy. So dad was the coach of my brother's um, kick team. So I kind of grew up Saturday mornings. It was always footy. Um, and I'm a big footy fan as well. So support the Dockers and have since as long as I can remember. So I've always been around footy and loved it. Um, love the sport, love being a fan and kind of at the park kicking footy with my friends. Um, so when the opportunity came up at Kingsley, they had just, um, they just entered the Perth Football League competition. Um, so their second year was when I joined footy, uh, just because a few of my friends uh, from basketball had moved over and started playing footy and they loved their first year. So we're kind of talking to us girls who were still playing basketball and we're like, it's awesome. Like if you'd like the opportunity to come, um, there was spots on the team. So that's what kind of first drew me into it. Like a love for footy already and then just the opportunity to be able to play. I thought I'd give it a go and um, yeah, haven't really looked back since. Yeah. Awesome. And was it something that you kind of, already had the skill set for like could you already kick drop punch pretty nicely and all that or were you um you know growing up around it a bit but still a bit green yeah uh (laughs) I wasn't very skillful at the start that's for sure I think I had a few real ugly kicks and didn't make it easy for my teammates so uh it was something that I had to work on quite a bit um obviously just through trainings and then um like my parents were very supportive and it was kind of around uh, COVID and lockdown when we first started. So a lot of the days when we would get that kind of hour of exercise, I would go to the park with dad and have a kick there. So a lot of it was just me trying to, yeah, I guess <laughs> learn how to drop the ball with one hand was the first big challenge. Um, and then getting 
you know, my kicks straight, um, spinning nicely and trying to get them longer as well. So, yeah, it did not come naturally in that way. Yeah, well, while we're on that, what were the things that you, um, like coaching points with the kicking technique that stood out for you as a way of, um, yeah, just starting to nail it and making sure it went straight? I think just the biggest thing for me was having the footy in my hands more often so it felt more comfortable, like being able to drop it with one hand um, just really came with kind of having, yeah, being comfortable with the footy in my hands. Uh, that helped a lot. But I guess um, the, one of the probably bigger things that I got taught was just to guide the ball down. So not just kind of throw it up and hope for the best because that's when, you know, you find your ball will change between, between when you drop it and when it hits your your boot. So just, yeah, guiding it down so you can get the nice ball drop, which will then kind of lead to a better kick. Yeah, of course. And so without tooting your own horn too much, how highly do you rate your skills now and comparing it to your teammates? Do you feel like you fit quite well in to the waffle level with your skills? Uh, it Yeah, probably... I, it's still definitely an area that I am kind of continuously working on. I think my development this year has accelerated for sure, but it's still um, an area that I would love to kind of work on. We've got some girls in the team who just have like a beautiful kick and I always look at that and I go, that's kind of where I'm aiming for, just being able to consistently hit targets um, no matter the distance and yeah, so it's still definitely an area that I would like to work on myself. Yeah, cool. When you were talking about the PFL, what was the like exact process from you going from Kingsley to Waffle? Like, was it a phone call? Was it a scout that came and spoke to you? What like yeah? How did that all unfold? Um, it was probably the later half of the year last year. We had, I had the opportunity to play in the state PFL team. So I think uh, I got the opportunity to kind of play there and that put my name out there a little bit more for the potential um, stepping up into Waffle. And I got a call from um, the East Perth's kind of player manager recruiting when they were first getting a team together um, who reached out and said that they had watched that game and would like the opportunity to come speak with me. So uh, caught up for a coffee and kind of chatted about what Waffle would look like for me, um, whether it was something I was even interested in to begin with. But, uh, you know, if I was, what would the steps that had to be taken to do that? Um, and I think I got really lucky with um, East Perth being a new team that they were able to kind of uh, be a little bit more flexible around it because at that stage I still wasn't sure whether it was the step that I wanted to take. Um, it was never really, I never really considered it as an option, I guess, until last year. Um, and then when I started kind of getting a bit more consistent and playing some good footy and getting recognised in um, A grade for the state team, that's when I kind of thought, well, maybe I could take this a little bit further and um, challenge myself. And I think ultimately that's what it was, that I just wanted the um, next challenge to go to Waffle and see, you know, how I could compete at that level. Um, so, yeah, after I got the phone call, um, caught out for coffee, kind of got run through all the, um, I guess, procedures, what would happen next, um, just kind of agreed to it and got into pre-season. Yeah, cool. And so, like, what was it that they said for you to expect, um, you know, when they said, um, you know, this is what waffle might look like for you. 
was it different to what it might have looked like for other players or was it just them you know explaining that process to you um yeah it was just explaining the process and what we could expect at um east perth so the different resources that they had on offer um the different i guess training schedule and games um of course it's a different season time as well so it was all like from the end of the amateur season, it was quite soon into pre-season for Waffle. So, yeah, it was just a general kind of um, understanding of what, what it would look like if I did change leagues for that next year. Yeah, and so up until that conversation, did you, like what were your plans for your future career? Was it, was foot, like footy wasn't, footy doesn't sound like it was something that you were thinking was a potential career option. So, I suppose, what, where was your head at? And then, yeah, how did that all change going forward? Uh, at that stage, it was my, I think, third year at um, Kingsley in the amateur team. And honestly, I was just really enjoying playing footy. Like it's something that I love doing and don't take for granted at all. But it's something that previously I was just kind of doing for fun. It's a very social team there. I had lots of friends. Um, and, yeah, just really enjoyed playing my footy. So I didn't think that it was something that I wanted to take too um, seriously, I guess, but, like, put too much more time into um, because I was obviously balancing uni and work as well as that. But honestly, I don't know what changed. I think I'm just uh, up for the challenge. I think that's how I would describe my kind of move to Waffle, that I just I saw, saw it as a challenge that, um, yeah, I was willing to take. Yeah, and so in terms of that pre-season, so you just finished your season with Kingsley and then you get into pre-season for Waffle. Um, yeah, what kind of stuff do they get you doing in that pre-season? So, again, because it was our first year, I think it was a um, a lot of we did some like team bonding activities and things like that just to try and get cohesion and gelling as a team. Um, from a whole group of girls that we've never really met before. So we were able to incorporate a lot of that within our, um, within our, I guess, pre-season. Um, along with that, it was a lot of strength and a lot of conditioning, so kind of getting our bodies ready for the season um, fitness-wise and strength-wise. Um, as well as that, it's a bit hard with the Christmas break in the middle of pre-season. Yeah. But, no, that was uh, the expectations were set for ourselves to kind of come back from the Christmas break as fit as we had just built up into. So, yeah, um, fair bit of strength and conditioning and then also look like getting our skills up as well. So lots of ball, lots of touch, trying to get um, skills ready for that you know, moving into that next stage of the pre-season, which is getting more game plan and gameplay stuff sorted. Yeah, and so was there any particular fitness goals that they set for you? Like were they saying, hey, run this distance in this time or lift this much weight, you know, um, or anything like that? Uh, not personally. They are moving into that more this year, but we just did um, things like a 2K time trial to begin with um, and that was really our measurement of our own personal fitness. So it was very much like you, yeah, you kind of set your own base fitness with that 2K and then within the trainings that we're doing and the outside sessions that we have to be doing, um, that is expected to be, I guess, improved on and worked on that time. 
Yeah, cool. I suppose when you go into the game plan stuff, how, like you, you mentioned, that was quite a bit of a shock um, in terms of a step up from Kingsley. What was, I suppose, some of the things that, yeah, that you had to learn from game plan perspective that you hadn't learned in the past? Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely think it was one of the um, bigger challenges. I think just my decision-making coming into the season probably wasn't fully uh, developed. And it's something that you can, yeah, I guess it depends on which team and which level you're at. But, yeah, coming into the waffle, my I guess my decision-making was something that I really had to consider and work on. Um, but I was really grateful for the opportunity that we were able to do that at trainings. So we do game play and game simulation and things like that. And, you know, we'd get pulled up after you know, certain amounts of gameplay and we'd be able to talk through the decisions that were made and, you know, why did we kick here? Why didn't we give the handball here or stuff like that? So you were able to really talk it through and go, okay, next time that's probably going to be the better option. Um, so I found that I really learned through that, like through being able to play and make those decisions ourselves and then we go back and go over them and go, okay, so, you know, this was one of our um, options. We went this way in the game plan where, you know, we were encouraged to go this way in this situation. So all things like that. But I really learnt lots from being able to play it out and then talk about it after it's been done and go over what we could have done next time. Yeah. So as a ruck, were you that go-to long down the line option because they're that tall one, they generally are the, you know, better mark because not as many people can reach them to spoil. Did you find that was something that was asked of you to get around the ground more and and other game plan stuff, not just that? What was um other things on a more detailed or technical basis? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um that aspect of it wasn't new to me because um in amateurs that was kind of my role as well, so that felt quite natural and quite comfortable for me. Um, one of the ones though was playing a more defensive role. Uh, obviously, yeah, just playing that one kick behind the ball, kind of dropping back, helping out the back line in um, when we're kind of, we've turned the ball over or we're in our D50. Uh, that was the new kind of mindset that I had to get into was like helping out the back line, being there as kind of filling the hole and just being that one kick behind the ball to try and um, like elevate a few more intercept marks. Yeah, cool. So then, like, when, let's go into during season. What's a general week look like um, in terms of training and preparation for a game? Yeah, so it made it a little bit more difficult with, um, like, waffle games because they alter not alternated, but they could be either on Saturday or Sunday. So our weeks kind of varied depending on where our game was. And we even had one Friday night game as well so that, kind of adjust your week but typically we train three times a week so we do a Monday night a Wednesday night and a Friday night and um, Wednesday being our main session Monday could either be like recovery if we had just played on Sunday or more of a, um, a session if we played the Saturday and then Friday night we called it like the captain's run so the coaches were still down there but the captain and the leadership group kind of took charge of that and it was just to get us together, do a bit more like light touch and things like that because we typically have the game on Saturday. So it was always a lighter session. And then we'd go back to the rooms and talk about the game that's coming up. So Friday night we'd talk about kind of key matchups and what was expected of us for the game. So within that, that would be our typical weeks of training. 
Yeah, and what like how much was um let's say on a Monday did they do game review, and if so, like how much time would they spend on all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Most Mondays we would um probably spend the first half an hour in the rooms. We've got a nice projector, so we'd be looking at um yeah like what the game looked like, different places where our like I guess what we set out to do achieved and what we set out to do didn't and what we could do better for that next time. Um, but, yeah, possibly probably about half an hour on that each Monday. Yeah, cool. And then so you get to your game, what's it like um, in terms of arrival time, like how long before the game do you arrive and what does a usual lead into a game look like? Yeah, so on game day, we were quite lucky with most of our games, we had our Rogers Cup team playing directly before us. So for the majority of the games, we had that, which was nice. So I personally would like to get there um, for the start of the Rogers girls game. So I can watch a bit of that before we go into the rooms and start preparing ourselves. So that was probably about uh, an hour and a half-ish before our bounce downtime is, you know, you, we're in the rooms, you're kind of getting ready in your game day stuff. So then you can go out and have a kick at the halftime of the Rogers game before us. So, yeah, we'd go out, have a kick, and then after the halftime, kind of back in the rooms, and then it's when we get into our lines and we would have line meetings um, and then we'd have the whole team meeting after that and talk about what we want to do and kind of more opponent-specific things. Um and then after that, you start doing a bit of like the mobility inside the change rooms uh, and then that would lead into a bit more touch. And then, yeah, before you know it, it's time to run out. Yeah. So you guys talk a bit about like preparation for your direct opponents and stuff like that. So like obviously Waffle, you know, every game gets filmed, um, but it's not like um, – I suppose like the AFL where it's full-time jobs where you're watching everyone else's games and keeping an eye on each player in the league. Um, so I suppose to what degree do they talk about the matchups and how you're going to play against that opponent? Like do they just simply say, look, this player's a left footer or, or a right footer, so make sure you cover that side of them? Um, you know, like, yeah, to what degree are you preparing for each individual opponent? Yeah, I think it's a bit different in my position because the ruck it's pretty consistent within like you usually see a team with like the main ruck and a backup ruck. And within that, um, I, I was very lucky. We've got like lots of dedicated kind of line coaches and assistant coaches. So each week they would come up to me and the other girls, who whoever was rucking in the weekend, and kind of give us a little bit of a rundown about how the opposition ruck goes, like whether they're more um, rucks that tend to jump higher or use their body around the ground um, where they tend to hit it. Uh, so I think, yeah, we're quite lucky in the way that the rucks, it was quite a consistent review per week. Um, and then as a whole team, we'd pick out probably three or four of the top performers in the other team and ones that, I guess, have the ability to um, change the game for the for the opposition. So we try to, um, I guess, make those matchups and just make everyone aware so those players aren't ones that are like left on their own if there is a switch happening and things like that. Yeah. Were there any particular players that um, you guys were yeah, extra conscious of from the other teams? Um, if you can remember names, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> um, no, nothing that really springs to mind. I guess it's each week it's um, – 
probably it'd be the girls in the midfield that we take particular, um, I guess, particularly look at. Or I guess, you know, if someone's been pretty consistently kicking goals for the opposition, they'll be someone that we have that key matchup on in the forward line. But, yeah, no names spring to mind, sorry. <laughs> no, nah, that's right. Um, yeah, cool. So then, like, what's it look like after the game finishes? Um, well, yeah, straight away, immediately after the game finishes until, I suppose, that Monday training session, what are you doing to recover and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, our recovery, when we've got home games, it, we're very fortunate that in our change rooms we've actually got an ice bath. So try and get into there like after the game. We just do a quick rundown with the coaches and then you get given about half an hour before um, you're expected up in the rooms to present awards with the other teams. So try and get in the ice bath then, which I always find helps um, majorly the next day. But if I can't do that, if it's an away game or it just like time doesn't permit, I always like to get um, down to the ocean, which sometimes it was very challenging being middle of winter sometimes. But um, I like going for a swim in the ocean just to get the cold water, um, you know, on the legs mainly. Um, Yeah, so I'll try and do that. And then other forms of recovery, just like going for a light walk. Um, Sometimes if it comes to training on Monday, we'll do a bit of a flush run to get our legs going through again but it's really just like rehydrating and eating well after the games as well I found quite important yeah so what's a go-to meal for your recovery then oh I like we like a burrito is probably my favorite post game love a burrito and then just lots of water with it as well yeah Uh, what's another meal that you um, like I suppose for prep of a game as well yeah uh Leading up to the games, I like, we've been told like the big meal about four hours before. So it also depends what time we're playing. But um, I love having like a big, I kind of make a big breakfast cook up if we've got a later game. So I like having, you know, like spinach and mushrooms and eggs on toast. Things like that I find really fuels me. And I have a bit of yogurt as well um, just for the protein and to keep me going. And then I'm a, like I love the old banana in the change rooms. Like that's probably my last little snack and the last bit that gives me energy before the game. So yeah. that's how I kind of do it. But I'm a very like routine person. So if I do that once and it works, I'll keep doing it until it doesn't. Yeah, cool. And is it at waffle level still like, you know, a bag of lollies at halftime or is it oranges or, you know, what do they do at halftime? <laughs> Uh, half times up to ourselves so I know some clubs have kind of fruit platters or things like that that get bought around um I tend to just have like one or two lollies just for a bit more energy but I don't find that I get too much like I don't need too much at half time but yeah a few girls bring their own like little plates of fruit and lollies so yeah yeah right energy replenishing <laughs> yeah that's awesome so uh, if you could be a coach right now like what would you be telling the girls as young as let's say year four or five at school all the way through till year 11 12s like what do you think is really important for them to focus on if they want to take their game to the next level oh great question Uh, I think just um learning the game and especially like watching female football uh that will help probably the most because it's like 
it is a very different game to like watching the men in the AFL or the men waffle. It's a very different style still at the moment. Um, so I think just getting that understanding of female football uh, that would help with a game sense, game knowledge, and you can kind of be able to read the play and predict the ball a little bit better. Just having that understanding of the like the way that female football is played at the moment. And yeah, I'd probably just say that like get involved, get around it, but like enjoy your football. Mm. I think that's probably one of the bigger ones. So because if I guess you're starting so young, you're going to have a lot of football like consistently throughout your life. Just, you know, make sure you're finding ways to enjoy it as well because you'll play good footy if you're enjoying it. That's my big firm belief. <laughs> yes, thanks again to Matilda for coming onto the show. It was awesome to chat to her. She provided great insight and I'm sure you all got lots out of it. Don't forget to tune in next time as well because our chat with Tilly is going to continue. She's going to talk about what the game is looking like for the future and how excited she is for what is to come. So, yeah, you won't want to miss that one at all. Anyway, thanks heaps for listening. Appreciate your support. Remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps a lot. Until next time, guys, have a good one.